Good morning, episode 352 Morning Minutes with myself, Mark, Mark, Mark I'm Michael, that's Mark, and special guest, Anne Malin Gerdif. How are you guys? Good, good, Hi, guys. guys. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming on again. It's always oh, good talking to you. The Brady Bunch. <laughs> All right, so this morning we're going to be talking about how probably off the back of social media where we're seeing more and more agents working together on deals but also collaborating together, referring clients to each other, sharing ideas, concept, technology between. And I know we've, you guys and us, the whole bait, a lot of people in the company have really had that relationship for at least probably two years now, I would imagine. I think it's been going on two years. So I think traditionally a lot of people especially on the inside and also on the outside looking in that a lot of agents were quite selfish and they would only look after themselves. It was a bit of a dog-eat-dog world internally in offices, but not to mention ex externally they would talk to agents from other companies. But we're seeing a big shift in that and we can probably thank that to a lot of people like Tom Panos who brings a lot of agents under one roof where our relationships yeah. stemmed from, but also through, through social media now as well so good morning good morning and i think that is the key with this we, the referrals are sometimes happening without us even knowing because we are referring to you guys as a brand to trust a lot of the the, the clients that we have between the two companies are you know realizing and being reassured about the fact that yes if these guys are working together you know that's the caliber of people that we want to associate ourselves with it's making their life a lot easier yeah, and basically clients out there, they want more, more uh, warmer relationships out there. So obviously it's just a, a trusted advisor thing as, as we've seen in the last couple of years. Because I think people oh, don't I like said. having no relationships. So they're always looking for uh, a warm relationship, even if it is through a second part, a third party. People don't like that cold start. Like you often, it's very common in like the, the trading industry. It's like call my plumber, John, and it's, because it's been referred by someone you already know, you put such a high emphasis and an acceptance and credibility on that person. But the reality is you don't really know them, but you know the other person. So people love that. And I don't think we saw a lot of that in real estate. Mark? Yeah, I think I think it's also happening happening by automation. We don't actually realise. So before you would pick up the phone and ask around, now you've already got that embedded in your head of someone that you're going to use because they're associated with someone you know and trust. And an example of that is as um, uh, we just spoke about a, a client in DY that uh, we only. We had this conversation with you guys about a week or two ago, and then again, that was reinforced by you met another client. They said, "Oh yeah, we use the Novaks. We saw you guys were associated." So, it's yeah. it's amazing how it's just it's blowing up. Uh, sorry, it's manifesting sort of relationships and blowing up the old-fashioned way that we used to do business. But I like it. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. Power of social media. Yeah. <laughs> It's here to stay because they can see the authenticity of people that they're dealing with, that we're dealing with, that, you know, that, that that's what they're getting, which is uh, a powerhouse in itself. And even same thing with, uh, you know, out of um, state um, agencies. So we had, for example, last week a client that was um, that was a tenant of ours, um, you know, rented a property in the, in the district and uh, they were wanting to have someone of our caliber in Queensland that uh, we introduced them to. 
Um, so again, it's that sort of level of trust to say, okay, well, this is what I'm looking for. Can you, if you make my search easier, it will, you know, help me understand that when I'm moving to a different state, that I can still expect a, a similar level of service from an, another agent as well. So that's that's great in itself. It is, and we're, so guys, yep. Come yeah. Just to position, sorry, just to position, you got, where are you guys in, in Sydney, in Sydney sure, so, Norwest? Yeah, Norwest, so Hills District is yeah. our primary um, uh, pocket. However, we've got a good cross-section of a number of um, uh, cities and suburbs throughout Sydney that we operate in. And the reason why that is, is obviously we started off as a mortgage broking company. So the mortgage broking uh, business was first. A lot of our clients had properties throughout Sydney. So we ended up managing properties in Southwest, in, in the inner West and so on. So we've got a good cross-section of the number of what the, uh, the trends are like with some of the um, tenants, uh, you know, from a sale perspective as well, for some of these different um, suburbs. And what and what type of trends are you seeing at the moment? We touched on just with the building home uh, yeah. incentive that was brought in. What are you guys seeing there? So with the home builder uh, grant, it's going through the roof. So basically, with lots of land anywhere ranging from two seventy to three fifty square meters, we can't find registered land. So since the scheme has come out in place last year, it's it's gone through the roof. So and what any, was the scheme in bullet points? Just in case, what was the scheme in bullet points? Just for people who are not aware of it. So if, you, if you're building a new property, um, it has, it has the build date has to be by 31st of January. So initially it was 25 grand, now it's gone down to $15,000. So which we have seen a surge in mortgage applications, which we're discussing offline as well. So house and land packages up to 750,000 is unbelievable. So places like Box Hill, for example, if we were uh, talking yeah. at the start of last year, we, we couldn't offload the block of land. Now you can't find block of land there. So it, it's been unbelievable. So obviously for the first time buyers, um, even we've seen established dwellings, uh, customers that have established older houses, they are selling those houses and getting newer properties um, and, and taking advantage of the scheme, as long as it's, um, it's their principal place of residence. What about the re renovation big... part of it? You know how there's buying a property, but also renovating. Did you see an uptick in people renovating, taking cash out of the property and then renovating, or was it mainly people just selling and buying new? Yeah, mainly um, selling and buying new because with the renovation, that scheme was you had to spend hundred and fifty thousand dollars to do the uh, renovation to get the to get the rebate from the government, and the property could only be priced up to one point five million. So mm. that that's like a major renovation. So a number of the clients that we spoke to, their properties were higher priced in the higher price bracket between two to three million. So that's and if they would have spent the hundred fifty grand, they wouldn't have got the rebate. So that kind of negated that scheme. So we've seen the in, influx in, in the um, first home buyer market, which has been massive. And and mortgage uh, finance in the last two three months, some banks have got turnaround times from anywhere up to forty to fifty business days, which is unbelievable. So if if your buyers out there at the moment, um, I would strongly suggest you to get your finance application approved, depending on which lender you go to. So I know, for example. You know, some of the major, uh, major banks are taking 50, even 50 days plus, and, and some, yeah, it's, it's pretty So that's 50 days to get a pre-approval? Correct. Business days. Business oh. days. And sometimes, if you know, if the information is not provided up front, um, if, it's a, if there's a second or third touch involved, it could take up to three or four months. So just be mindful out there, um, and, and uh, whichever mortgage broker um, you speak to, just to make sure, you know, the turnaround times. Mm. But the good thing. But the good thing is, yeah, obviously, if you're a platinum broker, which which we are, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
depends who you're talking to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the, okay, so that, so that just in, show, highlights the importance of knowing who to speak to, especially that there's a lot of customers who still just walk down to the bank and yeah. they don't know what a broker is, don't value a broker, more the understanding. They could be walking into a, a place that will tell them it's going to take them six weeks to get pre-approved and they think yeah. that's normal. And they think that's that's the that's the golden rule. Which if ComBank tell me it takes yeah. six weeks, I just assume that's normal. But then you speak to a broker, you're like, well, out of the fifty people who can do a deal, it's normal for six who are who who basically don't want to give you money. But then there's twenty that could do it in a, a few days if you're at that level. So it just highlights the importance. Mark, what were you going to say? You were going to jump in. Another, oh, I can't I remember. Um, say that again. Yeah, also, I think why the turnaround times have blown out is because the number of the uh, cashback came to, uh, cashback uh, campaigns that are on offer from the major banks, any ranging from up to $4,000 per refinance. So there's a couple of banks out there that are giving two to $3,000 per property. Um, so if you have five or six properties, that's a major cashback boost wow. you've got, plus you're getting cash interest rate on the market. So a lot of customers are looking at the current interest rates as well just to make sure they get the best deal, rip equity out so they can buy the next property. Do you have to change okay. bank? Is well, you so me, you have to definitely change. You guys told me we're yeah. going to be getting. If you guys told me the banks were going to be giving cash back, ten or twenty years ago, I would have laughed. But they, yeah. I find it just amazing they're doing cash yeah. back. Big four cool. banks. Banks are hungry at the moment. And you're, off air, you're talking about assessments as well. People getting more money. We always love to hear that. So, do you want to go through yeah. that? Yeah, so earlier, so the assessment rates have been quite high. So it's been with a two and a half percent buffer um, on top of the um, actual interest rate uh, normally, which which with the interest rate was the assessment rates earlier last year were up anywhere up to seven point two five percent. So even though the interest rate was you know three and a half percent, the customer had to service their loan on seven to seven point two five, which was killing the serviceability. Now the assessment rates over the over the last year have come down considerably. Um, there was another change in the last year which we have seen um, borrowers being able to borrow more um, than they would previously. So basically, if they could borrow X, Y, Z, now they can borrow 50 to 100, 150,000 more, which can potentially get them in their dream home, which they which was out of reach previously. So we've, we've seen that as a massive game changer as well. So we're doing serviceability on a number of our clients, um, which previously thought they couldn't buy that property. And that's huge. So, yep, go, Mark. I'll let you. For anyone who... For anyone who remembered the legislation last year, there was a big announcement made by the Reserve Bank saying that they were going to be easy. Everyone had a bit of a laugh and said, that's not going to happen. By the time it is, it'll be maybe a year away. That was about mid-year, but you're saying in about November, you started seeing that really free up for people. And you're saying that if you've had an approval mid-year last year you, you most likely will get more money out of the banks if you, if, you, if you resubmit now and living expenses have been changing over the last couple of years as well there's there's quite a bit of scrutiny on living expenses but yeah. overall what, what we have noticed the serviceability calculators of most lenders has improved and that's huge like for anyone that was looking especially the first home buyers who are, are generally pretty picky for what they're looking to buy. And there's a lot of time where they're 10 grand off, 20 grand off, and it's not as easy to get 
like your answer if you're you're off is a bigger deposit or a higher income. Income's the biggest killer. I reckon it's a silent killer. People just think of what they're saving. They think of the grants. Like put it this way: if you're traditionally you do the twenty five thousand dollar grant five percent deposit, but if it's normally times six your wage is your loan, then you're really capped at say four hundred thousand dollars. And especially Northern Beaches, a lot of properties. It's basically start above that, so they can't necessarily save a bigger deposit, and the income they may be entry level at their job. It's not as easy to go, hey boss, I need to get a raise from sixty grand a year to twenty grand a year, so I can qualify for a loan of four fifty five hundred. So I think it's probably a side killer, which a lot of people overlook that serviceability, yeah. that income ratio. So that's big. So you're saying from November last year. So that's not that long ago. Basically, anyone who, who tried to get a loan prior to end of last year should probably re-look at it and not have your heart broken if, you've just, oh, if you just couldn't qualify. Yeah, definitely. I would double check with your bank or broker to, to get the serviceability correct. So, because you know, you could, you could get in the property they really want, which, which you couldn't get last year as well. Yes, Mark. <laughs> Have people's changing patterns have significantly changed in the last 12 months? They're not travelling overseas. They're probably not even getting out of much as much. Have banks changed that in their assessment of people? Because I know that a lot of people that I speak with, they're saying they are saving more money. They don't have to spend as much money to live. Are you, has the, have the banks changed that in their assessment policies? Um, we, we thought they would, but to be honest, this, the living expenses are quite heavily scrutinised at the moment. The banks have set their benchmarks. We haven't seen a loosening of that policy just yet, but I think it should be around the corner because you are correct, Mark. Um, a lot of consumers are, are staying out at, at home and not spending that extra money on transport, eating outside. So, yes, we, there is a shift there, but not, not, not seeing the calculators at the moment. Also, during COVID, obviously, some um, industry have been hit harder than others. So banks were a bit more conservative. They were shading, you know, bonus income, overtime income, double shading, rent to provide extra commentary, which we have started to see a bit of relaxation towards the end of last year as well. So what the feel that we get out there, banks do want to lend as long as there is people on the table to be done. Mm. And then the risky um, industries such as migration, for example. Migration, hospitality, case. airlines. Yes, that is still heavily yeah. scrutinized. So tourism, hospitality. Tourism. Yeah. Tourism. So the banks want to see confirmation. You know, what's your business plan, when will your industry return back to normal and, and so mm. forth. But so there is reluctancy to... There's still reluctancy in those industries, obviously due to the you know, recent COVID outbreak again. So, yeah, so you've got to be careful. Also, obviously, if you're in that industry looking to get finance, um, the deal has to be structured properly. I, yeah, submitted correctly. And Mel, how has social media been the last sort of three months and what's your plans for yourself and the company moving forward? You guys have had huge success and traction through your social media channels. Did much shift through COVID the last six months and what's sort of going on, what's anything planning forward with your podcast, you're doing your live videos? Tell us for a lot of people who may want to get started into social media, you guys do stuff really well. Yeah, absolutely. So, look, in terms of property inquiries from buyers and tenants, definitely very strong. Every time that we are posting um, properties, especially live videos, which we know that gets a lot better cut through. But the um, uh, the transaction from actually checking it on online, commenting on it, and then coming to the property, that conversion rate we've seen increase. 
So it's definitely you know on its way up. So that that's that's a great trend in terms of what we've got coming up. The podcast will be starting again. And hopefully we'll be able to have them in the office, which sort of just sets the whole mood of uh, having that uh, the round table, having the, uh, the guest More speaker conversation. There. That's right. More conversation, which is how the business, the business page actually established itself in the early days when we were sort of in the lower hundreds of uh, followers to come now to more than two and a half thousand, nearly two and a half thousand followers. That's where that bulk of uh, following increased due to the, those podcasts. So they're coming back on the market. That's definitely something that is something from our business perspective that we've seen a good influx of and just getting the brand and the exposure out there. So that that's that. What else would you say? Anything else? Yeah, social <laughs> media has been massive for us. I think yeah. what it's done is, is build trust and relationships. So that's obviously right. there's a lot of consumers out there that, that do follow you and you, and you really know, realize that over a six to 12 month period. Mm. Um, so so just, you know, see the consistency, authenticity, um, and, and you're doing live streams, which, which I think it's a real deal. Mm. So, yeah, so the, the main things that we've seen is that the conversion rate, because of the consistently, uh, you know, putting these videos and photos and the properties up on social media, that conversion rate to coming into the open homes and then buying property has Because a lot of the consumers out there do have these questions, but they're sometimes shy to ask. So when mm. they get all these answers without them asking the question, I think mm. that's, that's a game changer. And then me commenting on your page pretty much every single day is also helping our followers as well. That, oh, yeah, what are these guys on today? Well, that's, that's right as well. And I remember Lisa always told me, like, um, she said, like other agents post, comment on it, because when you think about it, obviously in a nice way and friendly and, as, like, if you've got 10 buyers looking at another agent's comment and then you say, great listing, and they see you're an agent, they're generally going to click on your page as well. So yeah, and then yeah. they're looking that way. So um yeah, I, I think I think there's nothing wrong with that as well. And it's I reckon it's good. And we all want it, we all want that traction, we all that all, all want that momentum. Have you been using groups and Facebook marketplace a lot? No. So I stopped using that, but I still had a pretty good response. So that was something that I changed. Um, and the reason I changed was um, a lot of the, for example, for rental properties, some of the, the legitimacy of, of those, uh, you know, comments, they, they weren't the, the greatest. So I found better traction from those that were, um, you know, the normal posts that were being shared either on, um, so not marketplace, but other groups that would be interested. So those, for example, uh, first home buyers in Australia, you know, for example, that group. That, that, yeah, that's been, as a powerful group. That's right. So some of those kind of groups are great, but in terms of marketplace, I felt that uh, yeah, that you know, I would get a lot of interest, got a lot of inquiries, but the conversion rate wasn't there. So I was trying to do that. Yeah. Anything else you want to add, Mark, or anything you guys and Mark Gerdif? Anything else you want to add? We could go for so long. It's mine. I know. <laughs> when do you start? When do you start? I think we a good amount in. Really great. Mr. Nova. I, look, I just want to say thank you for your support. You guys, um, I, I think our customers, we're in the northern beaches of Sydney, and I think that from our, from our um, particularly online relationship that we've had with you guys, which is, it's helped our customers. And, and I find that, you know, as, as agents, we, there used to be franchise groups um, when I started in real estate that used to help each other throughout the state. And I found that we've we've got this with you guys and some selected agents across the state in different areas. So we've got you know our relationship to thank for that. We've got online 
our social medias to thank, thank that's how we met we got tom panos most important yeah. to thank for that probably the, the best real estate trainer in the country or one of the best real estate yeah. trainers in the country so yeah. uh, it's a bit of a celebration thank you as well guys because it's um we've only just begun that's yeah. it that's yeah. it long road ahead all righty thank you everyone thank you very much. cheers thanks see you. take care guys yeah. see ya bye bye bye